Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of DadCast. I am your host, as always, JP, and joining us, uh, as always, is the man, the myth, the growing hair legend who is very tenacious at what he does, Mr. Nick Martin. What's up, good sir? How much, man? How you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm, it's hot out. It, it, we finally got a heat wave where we live, and uh, yeah, it sucks. I, in my multi-million dollar studio, doesn't have AC back here, so it's it's getting a little warm up in up in here. Oh man, poor guy. Yeah, we'll we get through it. By, we had to go buy a pool this weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. saw that. We'll talk about that during the episode. Uh, let's nice. get to some introductions, man. Joining us today. Uh, man, I've been looking forward to this one for a few weeks. We've booked him out, gosh, over a month ago. And finally, that day has come. He is a two-time, well, he may be a more than a two-time champion, but I guarantee you he's a champion in Division Four and Division Two NASCAR Series racing. But most importantly, today, this man is a dad like he is every day. Please welcome Brian Obajensky. How are you, sir? What's going on, fellas? JP, Nick, thank you so much for having me on the show. Really enjoy it. Really looking forward to getting down into the the whole dad thing for sure. We're looking forward awesome. to getting down with you, man. First off, I got to mention, love your shirt. Big fan of 311. I've been a fan yeah. since the Grassroots album back in yeah. 1992. <laughs> I saw Absolutely. them perform live in Chico before they were a big deal in 92. And uh, we won't discuss all the things that went involved during that weekend. But <laughs> if you're a fan of 311, you could put two and two together. Right. All right. So, Brian, uh, I, I like to preface uh, the show. Um, you are a fan. You've mentioned that you have watched a few. So I think you know what's coming. But let me tell you, first off, that uh, we try to talk all things dad. Occasionally, we do go off the rails. And by occasionally, I mean pretty much every single episode. <laughs> and uh, and that is okay. You know, we don't need yeah. to fill this entire up with just dadisms and dad talk. We'd love to chat with you about your career and anything else that comes up during the hour. Question number one, the rite of passage. Are you a dad? I am a dad. <laughs> Father of two. And how old are they? Ages, all that good stuff. We have a five-year-old going on 31. And we have a brand new two-year-old. He just turned two last weekend, had a pretty cool birthday bash out in the backyard, lots of playing, sandbox, ice cream, the whole nine yards. That is good stuff. He's uh, he's two years old and he's a monster. He's my my little man. We all have something very much in common then because over the weekend, this Memorial Day weekend, by the way, if you're watching this, uh, this is being recorded Memorial Day weekend. So don't raise an eyebrow when you're like, this is August. Uh, Nick just had a birthday. His son, Liam, turned one year old over the weekend. Yep. And my baby girl turned eight yesterday, May 31st. Awesome. awesome. Happy birthday to the kids for sure. Yeah. And yours as well, man. So, yeah. Wow. Definitely. How is it? Isn't being a dad like the greatest thing in the whole wide world ever? I mean, yeah, better than being a NASCAR driver champion. Correct. <laughs> um, you know, I was scared to death when Jacqueline walked out and was like, hey, guess what? I'm pregnant. It was like, ah, you know, I was, I was afraid. I was afraid, but now I wouldn't trade it for anything. It's the greatest gift in the world. Absolutely. How, is. how old were you? If you don't mind me asking when uh, you found out you were going to be a dad for the first time, Let's go back. I was 31, 31. 31. So 31 yeah. and still scared. That just goes to show you guys out there. <laughs> it's not only you. This is a fear that I think is written into our DNA. It yeah. is just, okay. it's just, Hey, I'm pregnant. Ah! Okay. <laughs> now that that has passed, uh, I had yep. the same scenario. I mean, I've, I've said it in a few episodes in the past, but 
it wasn't for a lack of trying for many, many years. There was never even an accident involved uh, when it came to me. I just figured without actually going to the doctor and having it professionally checked out that I was shooting blanks, and that was it. And then one fateful morning, a day after my birthday in 2009, Very nice. I uh, I get that, that, that down the stairs. Hey, guess what? And she showed me the, 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 the positive pregnancy test, and I said, who else are you sleeping with? Because <laughs> I, I can't. Made her go take another test. Then we went to the doctor to get it completely figured out, and there it was. I was going to be a father, and you know, nine months later, my son was born, and that was pretty cool. That was it's still pretty cool. This whole dad thing. When you see that sonogram on the screen, it's like, yeah, all right. I believe the doctor. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) this is going to happen. (laughs) When you get to hear that heartbeat for the first time, it's still just. I mean, I'll, I did it last night. You know, baby girl had a, a I keep saying baby girl, but she's always going to be my baby girl. But eight years old, she's not much a baby anymore. But she uh, she played hard. We had a big day yesterday and she had a couple parties and family over. So she was just out. And I did that. You know what I always do? Just laid my head on her chest and hear that heartbeat again. You know, nine years later, almost to the day. And it hasn't changed that. That just ah, how amazing it is. Right. So are there going to be future NASCAR champions in the future? I don't know. We'll see. Little man, uh, he decided to wreck the power wheels. Okay. He, he wrecked the power wheels. He hit the seesaw in the backyard. So we got some work to do with him. <laughs> we, we have a little bit of work to do with my oldest, my daughter. She's uh, She all of a sudden has taken a huge interest in hockey. And I'm a firm believer, you know, follow your dreams because that's what dad has been doing and, and will continue to do so. If Ella wants to play hockey, we're going to get some skates. And I actually enjoy the sport myself. It's probably where she kind of picked it up a little bit. Right. Um, go Hurricanes. We're in round two of the playoffs right now. So <laughs> definitely a cool deal. Nice. But she uh, she's a little bit away from She loves going to the racetrack, loves race weekend. But she's geared towards the whole hockey deal right now. So we're going to have to start figuring out how to do some drills and some cones and get some pointers from some, some folks. But that's exciting. That's what I think got in the future. Yeah. You know, if there's any uh, negativity to be said regarding that last statement is, did you have to pick hockey? The most expensive as far as bucks and helmets. Right. Yeah. And and get all sorts of stuff that goes along with it. Good stuff. Sorry about. So, you know, if you haven't figured out already, my million dollar studio in the background is not real. It's just a backdrop. And of course, Uh, I was hoping you were going to go grab one of those acoustics and jam. (laughs) I can't. It's it's just out of reach, man. Just out of reach. But I just realized that my shirt is a shade of green, and it's it's freaking out a little bit because of the green screen. And uh, well, if it's just a floating JP head later on, don't be too shocked. Like field of dreams. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm an LA Kings fan. So I had my glory a few years back. There you go. And then uh, championship a couple years ago. And I'm kind of. when it comes to sports, I, I try not to have a second favorite team because that's just, you know, growing up, that's just wrong. That's just yeah. that that ain't right. Yeah. But but I do secretly root for the the uh, the Vegas Knights. Very nice, cool which team, is, new franchise, a lot yeah. of hype behind them. And what a well. heck of a first year they had. No kidding. Too bad they couldn't that. close it. But anywho, Nick. All right, man. Yo. I, I'm I'm going to give you the conch for a second. Okay, I'm putting <laughs> you on the spot because I always do this. It's just JP. Talk 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 talk. And uh, actually, yeah, because we never got to finish. We were we were texting a couple of days ago, and you were hanging out with. Uh, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. Hugo, 
Um, Tantric. Tantric, yes. I love those guys. Super cool guys. Uh, Hit it off with Sebastian Labar a couple years ago, just at some shows. I go to a lot of shows. I'm a big, I'm a rock and roll dad. Yes, so I got my race nice. deal, but I'm, I'm super metal dad, you know, but uh, right on. hit it off with Sebastian. He's a cool dude. He's actually the son of Jeff Labar to throw it back from Cinderella. Oh, um, wow. So we got to talking about that kind of stuff and all. And he's just a nice guy, big car guy. When he's not playing guitars on stage, he's wrenching on cars, fixing friends cars. So, you know, yeah. we hit it off two dudes, rock and roll music, a couple beers, just talk about cars. So when they go really playing a show or something in your area. Yeah, they did. Uh, they played like two hours west of here. Oh, it cool. was the first show I've been to since uh, since the pandemic. It was really nice yeah. to get out and smell like a, a smoky bar with stale beer again. You know, like that smell that everyone's missed. Dude, I, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Went out there and saw them. So it been it had been almost two years since I saw my last show before the pandemic. We went and saw Tool mm-hmm. right before the shutdown. That's, oh, wow. That's a tough one to top, you know. Yeah. Everything does is awesome but it was cool to get back out cool to support music and and you know mm-hmm. local business again like that i'm, I'm excited yeah. that it's kind of coming back around for everybody hey yeah, where- yeah, i'm hoping we get some sorry, right, sorry go, go, go ahead. Ahead. no 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 <laughs> go go it's that I'm zoom thing. Get some stuff in our area over here it's like we got west coast is still kind of iffy kinda on coming, right yeah yeah where it's gonna happen and our governor is just a piece of work so she won't announce guidelines for capacity and stuff so it's like oh, are we going to get something is mm-hmm. are the bands going to be able to stop on the i5 coming up of work would not have been the words i chose for the record the what he got it you said our I, governor I, is a piece of work of work or not the words i would have chosen <laughs> yeah but it is a is a family friendly show so anywho uh where is here exactly? Where are you uh, broadcasting from right now, Brian? I am, uh, I am in the middle of very close to downtown Raleigh. I could throw a baseball right now. And so you downtown. you are smack dab in the middle of racing world over there. Wasn't always. Right. Uh, I was uh, made in New York. Um, I spent the better part of my life up there on Long Island, the eastern end of Long Island, out towards like the potato farms, and uh, got a chance to move down south kind of pursue some of the race and stuff and did that in 2008 with my girlfriend at the time fast forward mother of two wife now so we've uh, we've been together a long time and we have made the raleigh area home we live a little bit north of here um about an hour north but uh the uh the area is just fantastic what was the the when you when your children were born were you I know it depends on the hospital and, of course, the decisions of the family. But were you present? Did Were you there for the birth? I was. I was. Um, this is actually the gold you were talking about. This is a good This is a good dad cat story. Uh, September 2015. Um, I'm coming to the end of the season for the racing season that year. And I just had a, I don't know if it was the motivation of about to have a child. I was just electric that year. The team was, everything was right. And we run, we won 14 races that year. That's the most I've ever won in one season. And we came down to the end of the year and I knew we were coming up to the due date and we got to the last week of race season. And I said, for sure, she's not going to have the baby on race night. Yeah. <laughs> the last night, right? So we planned everything out and ended up being race night was going to be on Friday and Jacqueline went into labor on Wednesday morning. So we had the baby late Wednesday night and Thursday, Friday came Friday morning. I'm kind of, Hey doc, you know, she's doing great. Everyone's <laughs> awesome. Let's head on home, you know? Right. 
and they let us uh, they let us go. They discharged us. I brought Jacqueline, my wife, and Ella, the baby, home. Got everyone set there and took off in the truck with both fathers, my dad, my father-in-law, the entire team, everyone, and went to a speedway. Won the race that night and won the championship. So that was that was fantastic. You know, I mean, we went and celebrated at the Waffle House on the way back home. You know, everything you needed to do. And got to get home and see my wife and baby that night. That was probably one of the coolest nights of my life. Um, you know, just walking in the house with that big trophy right. and that buzz, that that electric high I get now mm-hmm. off the track and, and just knowing that we did everything we could. And that 2015 was just a stellar year. Became a dad, champion, won all those races, did everything I needed to do. You know, just living, living large that year. It's hard to top that. Maybe, uh, are there any more kids in the future? Is that is that a possibility? about that one we'll <laughs> two, two seems like a good number but if you ask Jacqueline she wants like 12 she wants to get like one of those big vans you know that kind of deal but I think we're going to stay with two if three if three comes along I'm not going to be angry about it but well, uh two's two's a good number <laughs> being you know being a a race car driver I I am pretty certain the word superstition is involved in your life yeah. uh you put two and two together maybe this time you win 15 races just right, saying exactly. and throw you right into division one. Jacqueline's sale is if we have more kids, then you'll have an entire pit crew. Yes. <laughs> That's good logic. There you go. <laughs> I, mean, I get where she's coming from with it. I, I totally get where she's coming from. Nick has an entire orchestra. That's right. It, <laughs> so it's so I've heard. That's <laughs> awesome. What is six the that, six that oh. we know about 386 that are questionable. I'm glad you said it finally for the first time on the episode, Nick. That's usually my line. Mark it down. Well done. June 1st. Minus the talent and the money. You know. You could be more accurate. I'm just saying. (laughs) What so so five and two just had the birthday, right? Those are the ages. Uh the five year old is the boy. Girl. Girl. Elegant two year old's the boy. He's Grayson. Yep. Grayson. I love that name. I had a Mr. Grayson, Grayson in high school. Joseph. Uh, Grayson. Have you experienced they're still young, so there's a lot more. You could actually ask the questions of us when I'm through with what I'm about to mention, because I bet you they might have one. But have you <laughs> experienced yet the dynamic that is the difference between raising a daughter and a son yet? Yes. Yes. Talk to me. Um, Explain. Ella is coming to the end of preschool. She graduates this Thursday. Um, really excited about it. You know, I'm planning on bringing her flowers and taking her for ice cream, doing the whole thing. Yeah. But uh, the difference between her just even a couple months ago versus now, she's really coming into that girly. I want to wear this dress for graduation. She knows it's an event. She knows that she wants to wear that dress. Right. So she's kind of coming into her own with that where my dude Grayson is just like, I don't want a shirt. I just want to go roll around in the mud outside and play with my monster trucks. And like, you know, just fights the bath, the whole thing that the little boy does. But, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of where I'm seeing it is he's going to be the rough and tumble and she's going to be the, you know, the real girly girl, although she wasn't, but she's kind of getting there. I think it's Disney doing it. Those Disney people, all the princesses. (laughs) Yeah. Well, hey, on that note, uh, my son will be 11 in August and he still doesn't want to take a shower. So look forward to that. (laughs) Pulling 
teeth every single time. I don't understand it. I honestly do not get it. I mean, is he like a crazy superhero who his his weakness is being splashed by water and it hurts? Because you would think that at how much he just fights and pulls. I am not wanting to do water. But you take him to the beach or a pool or a river or a lake. Right in. Gone. Right Maybe exactly. it's the soap. Stay tuned <laughs> for the next episode of Dadcast to find out about JP's son. And yes, <laughs> Sawyer, we're going to figure this one out together. And I love the fact that you know your your preschool uh, that that was a monumental day for me as well. And uh, every single year on her birthday, because it falls near the end of the school year, um, yeah. I've been able to bring her a uh, a dozen roses, a candy, and a balloon to her class. Last year yeah. didn't happen. Okay. This year. Obviously. Her birthday was yesterday, Memorial Day. So as soon as we're done here, I'm doing the same thing, and I'm charging that school, and I'm going in, and hopefully they let me in to do it. They they, they should. They know me. You know, dad's a celebrity, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. But I can't wait to do that. That's like my – I'm, I'm planning on doing it every single year until she graduates high school. So those yeah. are going to be some fun years. Walking in when she's a senior in high school with Dad. roses. Yeah. <laughs> she might appreciate it then, but I'm thinking seventh grade through 10th, 11th grade is going to be awkward, and I'm all in. I can't wait. Yeah, there's still a good spot in there. Yeah. Any, uh, any uh, scary moments as a dad for you or in any anything that you fear still being a dad? Um. We had it like the uh, like you see in the movies, like the allergic reaction once. Okay, that was that was pretty wild. Um, you know, we we believe it was canned blueberries. Just on a whim, I decided, hey, I'm going to make muffins for the kids this weekend. Put muffins together, you know, and do the whole baking thing. And next thing I know, I was like, Dad, I don't feel good. <laughs> She's like <laughs> this, and it's like, what do we do? Benadryl, you know, call the doctor, right? Freak out. Um, that was probably the most wigged out that I got because I remember kind of like my heart rate's going like, okay, yeah. I cooked the muffins. What did I do? What did I do to my poor kid? You know, is this going to stop or is she going to be like Violet and Willy Wonka? We're going to like roll her to the doctor. <laughs> float away. <laughs> so that was probably the scariest moment for for this duration of what we've been through so far is the, uh, the allergic reaction, the tale of the allergic reaction. <laughs> Nick, you got something? You look like you had something. Yeah, probably the worst thing though is like, feeling like you did that and it's like yeah, oh, man. right yeah. you know like i do a lot of the cooking on the weekends uh-huh. sunday sunday is like dad breakfast everyone yeah. knows the hashtag dad breakfast you're getting bacon and sausage and eggs and the whole nine yards and pancakes and everyone's not going to be able to eat for the rest of the day like i exactly. take pride in doing that breakfast right yeah so i just decided hey i'm gonna switch it up i'm gonna throw some blueberry muffins in there and it's like why would i ever do that yeah. <laughs> you know, variety man yeah, yeah, so my, my little guy, he has a an issue with like textures on food. So I'm all about like, let's experiment and try to get some crazy stuff. So yeah. I gave him something. He choked and I'm like, oh, my God, I almost killed him. And then yeah. that, he like got all dirty. So I put him in the bath and he slipped in the bath and almost drowned. So like twice in like an hour, I almost killed the poor kid. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm not cut out for this. Yeah. For a guy <laughs> who has 387 kids. Uh, you should have realized by now that you don't give them solid food at two months old, Nick. Uh, well, he he's almost a year. <laughs> well, he now he it. is. Yeah, French fries and hamburgers. It's all good. <laughs> Pro tip. Later, <laughs> bone in pork chop. 
Pro tip, Brian. Pro tip on those pancakes and blueberries. No more blueberries. Chocolate chips. Done. Right. I mean, it would have been my first choice anyway. (laughs) Man, it is. Look at this. Look at this. I'm glistening, you guys. What is like a sparkly vampire? Where where do you guys? So we're in Southern Oregon. And today, yesterday was like the official first, the hottest day of the year that we got down here. And it got up to 97 degrees, which is not bad, but we're looking at today. Oh, heat advisory. And it's supposed to be hit 103 by five o'clock. And it's currently about 95. But, you know, I'm inside a uninsulated studio. Yeah, I got you. And it's we are we're chilling at 81 degrees right now. So not not terrible. Kind of a mild beginning to uh, to the Carolina summer. My my in my infinite wisdom decided I would set up a, you know, cause I've got a studio in an actual studio, uh, in, you know, indoors, AC proper. But like I said, yeah. infinite wisdom, I'm going to set up the secondary zoom one. So I don't have to go to the studio every single time in my garage, which right. doesn't have AC in it. <laughs> it was fantastic till two days ago. Right? Yeah. Right now I need to rethink the winter time. I can throw the heat on or the heater on no big deal, but Today I need to think of it. maybe get yeah. a fan and, and hopefully it doesn't ruin the audio you know experience. <laughs> but we're gonna push through. It's just fine. That's not I'm not sweating through the shirt yet, so that's, I think we're good. Man. I, that I, weekend I, at Bernie's pool, you can come over and jump in with me. I'm in. <laughs> hey, Brian, question about cars. What is yes, this is random, but it, it, it's pertinent to me. Go what on. are your thoughts on Teslas or electric vehicles in general? Uh, I'm all about them. Yeah. I'm, I'm all about them. I, I think it's a, I think it's a good move. Um, I think it's going to take some time to really get the technology right. We're in just the tip of the iceberg with electric vehicles. Um, there's a lot coming, um, day job right now, day job. Uh, I'm a General Motors world-class electric vehicle technician. Really? I had no idea. So how awesome was that foresight question? You couldn't nail it any closer, man. (laughs) Wow. I I swear I did not Wikipedia or dig deep on that. That that is organic. (laughs) (laughs) I've uh, I've been working on Cadillacs for 21 years, about, about 20 years right now. And I have just heavily gotten into the electric cars over the past couple of years and been to a ton of training and hands-on with them. But the technology is leaps and bounds better than it was about 10 years ago. Right. So um, when we're, it, we're really, really close to nailing it. They're going to be right. Real soon. When the hell is everybody else going to catch up to Tesla? Um, and it, give, me, like, give me a year and a half. Okay. Uh, it, a year and a half. The new battery technology, and this is not an ad. Disclaimer, this is not an ad, but the, the new battery technology from General Motors is fantastic. Now, it is fantastic. what about the charging infrastructure? That is, you know, almost the most important thing. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's there's so much that goes along with it. And there's there's two sides of the story, too. There's the people that are like, oh, it's green, but the carbon footprint for right, right. creating this stuff. I mean, it's just a mishmash. But um, I believe that in the long run, if you if you take a 20 year sample of this, I think you're going to see that you're really going to have massive improvements and it's going to make life a little bit easier. Yeah, I'd hope because, okay. So the reason I ask all this, I'm just going to turn this over here just a tad. Ah, I see it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So 
I recently got that. It's one of my unicorns. It's my dream car. I've been working real hard for a long time, and I finally got it. And the biggest question I get from family or friends or anywhere I go is, why don't you? Why didn't you get or hold out for like the new F one fifty, the Lightning, the, the the full full electronic, or anything other than that Tesla? And yeah. my initial response was, "Well, they aren't as fast, but that's not the most important thing." Um, <laughs> is it's when I'm out in the real world, I want to take a trip to Texas. Uh, mm-hmm. There's nowhere. Well, there's plenty of places to actually plug in um, yeah. with a non Tesla vehicle. But it's right. super, super slow. You know, they're all like sitting on level twos and the Tesla supercharger infrastructure is just you can't beat it. I can go drive the New York and back and not worry about a thing and yep. charge real quick. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm hoping to see in the industry where it's just as common as a gas station where I can plug in and hit it 250 kilowatt per hour at least uh, for right. any car. And then, you know, I might get that Mustang. We'll see, you know, but who knows exactly. There's uh the, the talk of the town right now is the technology forthcoming for the charging for the GM cars, mm-hmm. but also I'm beginning to hear the talks about wireless. So park over the top of a charging pad, just like your giant phone, you're gonna put your giant phone in the garage right. and wireless charging mat on the garage of your floor and never even touch a cable. So like I said, the technology is so new. Give it a couple years, and by 2023, 25, you're going to see some wild stuff in the car industry. I just thought of a million-dollar idea as you told me that. And so anyone watching this or listening to this video in the future, when the wireless car charging pads are available, help me out with the cover, the the custom cover for your charging plate. We can make millions. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. That's it. Yes. (laughs) Or, you know, custom, whatever you want. That's it. Exactly. That's <laughs> wow, that's so amazing. That's a cool job so you got there, man. That's yeah, heck. Yeah. That's really cool. I could diverge off the whole dad thing and spend the rest of our time talking just about that, but I'm gonna pump the brakes. I tell Nick <laughs> I tell Nick to pump the brakes all the time. I'm pumping my own brakes right now. Because yes, it's so exciting to me. And, and I don't even have the fast one. That I mean that's the that's the I, I got a used mid range and it's gets you where you got to go, man. And it still gets me there so freaking fast. I, I mean, I'm a muscle impressed. car guy. I'm a muscle car guy through and through since I was born and bred. I don't care if it's a Camaro, I it's a Mustang, it's a vet. If it's fast, I'm in. And yeah, I, I bet yeah. you, you can, uh, you can relate to that. And a lot of are. I mean, go back, <laughs> flip back to the episode with Ben Carey. Those guys are some muscle car guys. Yes. Right. <laughs> Speaking of Ben Carey, he's he was there, but he really wasn't there. We got to have a well. OK, that that was the multiple. You know, we had yeah, Brett, yeah, and yeah, Ben. Yeah. We need a solo. Ben, you watching? You watching? We watching? I am totally using Brian's time to to hire you and to convert you. We need a solo hour with Ben Carey and Brian. Let's roll. We'll take both. I, of you got, I got a I got a great Ben Carey story. too, Ooh. And it's so funny. So funny that I just stumbled upon that episode, too. I was like, check this out. So we go every year. My sponsors bring me to SEMA in Vegas, yep. a big car show. Right. I do some stuff where I sit and sign some photos and, you know, talk to people about some of the stuff the sponsors offer. And uh, one night, me and my wife decided we're going to go out to dinner. We went out to Gordon Ramsay's joint, had an awesome dinner in Hell's Kitchen, started walking around. And one of my friends in the, the rock and roll world told me about the barbershop. 
So I'm like, all right, cool. Nice. I go see the barbershop. I go in there, you know, I kind of make my way to the back. I get into the bar and I'm like, wow, this band is pretty good. But I think I know this guy. Like, I'm pretty sure I, I, I know who this guy is on stage playing guitar. Turns out, I believe it to be Ben Carey that night. But I was I was a little bit, you know, I right. had a good time in Vegas. So we were sitting there just listening, you know, but it was, man, that was a, that was a lot of fun going to that place. That was a really cool joint. Well, yeah, Ben's a good friend of ours. He's actually one of our managers of DadCast. Didn't know if you knew that, but man, if you, I am confident enough now where I can say, if you are in Vegas anytime in the future, I can arrange myself to be in Vegas as well, and Nick, and a simple text or a phone call, and you, sir, are in at the barbershop, and we are going to have a good time. No problemo. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll do the introductions before we start the drinking. You can even learn some really crappy rock song and sing with them. Yes. Yes. Oh, we can do karaoke night. Is that what we're talking about? We should do it. Yeah, dude, I'm in. I will hop in that car right now. (laughs) I'm I'm kind of into like a good night that I have in my future. (laughs) When um, do you see yourself in 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 Vegas anytime soon? Other, I mean, let me let me backtrack. Are you (laughs) off season right now? I am. I am mid season. Um, Earlier this year, I had a fairly bad crash uh, at a racetrack and I'm kind of just getting my body back together, but we are, uh, we're headed back to the track next week. Shameless plug, the Halifax insurance, two fifty. uh, South Boston speedway is overheaded tickets online, watch it online, the whole nine yards, but uh, first race back after a pretty wicked wreck in March. So I'm excited to get back. Unfortunately, we're out of the points this year. Um, but it was definitely, uh, take care of yourself kind of year, you know, after, right. you, after you smash the wall at about a buck 10, buck 20, yeah. you, uh, it kind of, I've seen da- in places they shouldn't be. <laughs> I've seen days of thunder so many times. So I, I, I get it. At least I think I, I put myself in that scenario. Are, are you, is there any, is there any hesitation at all to put yourself back in that seat? You know, I did, I did another show. I think, I think it was, it was either wind tunnel or PRNs at the track. And I was asked the same question. Um, Sorry, when I was younger. I should have kept it to my, dads. My, no, you're good. You're good. This is—it's a great question because it's something that every racer doesn't want to admit. There's only a few of us that will admit it, right? Um, but when you're young and you're in your late teens, early twenties, nothing matters. You're invincible. You know, the walls and cars and fires and wrecks don't don't matter. You know, um, and I I feel like when I was younger, I took more chances where now that I've got two kids and a wife and a family and, mm-hmm. you know, dependencies around me that I do race differently. Um, I wish I could find a way out of that, but I can't, you know, it's, it's a difficult position to be in, to be able to, okay, you know, we're coming down to the last lap and I can throw this thing three wide, but I may end up upside down on fire in the parking lot <laughs> <laughs> for, for, a, for a trophy and a couple thousand dollars, or I can play it cool bring it home in second place and not have to work on the car all week, spend more time with the family, not be hurt, you know, not have to recover, get IVs, you know, all that kind of mess. But yeah. It really, it, you, you feel it, you know, but there still is that driving passion that I want to do the best I can for my sponsors. I want to prove to my kids that you give it your all, you never quit, you know? So there's, there's a lot that it's like a seesaw back and forth of, of what I'm feeling, what I'm doing lately, but I can feel that, the career might be on the, on the wind down. Um, I enjoy it. It's all I've done for so many years. I've been blessed to win 48 races. Um, you know, I'd love to hit that 50 and put on a Hawaiian shirt and grab a surfboard and call it quits, you know, 
but uh, I, I don't know. I don't know when that point is, but that definitely, that, that's a great question. There's, there's comes a point in time where you start feeling like you're not being as aggressive as you used to be um, yeah. for multiple reasons. And that's where you kind of got to weigh your options. Out. I can only imagine though, that actually in the moment, that scenario, oh, one lap left, second place, you can drop that hammer. And I think that takes over, right? Yeah. It, it, it has, does. it I mean, has to, I was at a stop sign the fire. other day and it took over. And, and it's just your heart rate's going. I mean, some of the I, I work with a uh, a sports nutritionist because in the car when you're in there for that long, you lose you sweat like crazy down here. Inside of the car is about 140 degrees, 135 to 140 degrees, which I cook ribs at that temperature outside on Sundays, yeah. so it's it's hot, you know. So there's your mind is not right, and you know your conditioning needs to be on point. So there's there's so much that goes on with that white flag. You know, it just brings out the crazy in some dudes. <laughs> so you, you got to, you know, you just got to, you got to be focused and stay in the moment. I don't know how it works with NASCAR and being called up, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm going to, I'm going to propose a scenario to you. Uh, it's three years from now. Your kids are nine and six and you've been out of the game for a year and your career's going great. Everything's fantastic. But you're called up to race Daytona or Talladega, Division One. Are you jumping back in? Yeah, yeah <laughs> I figured. <it's. laughs> we uh, we're gonna go. We're gonna go. Right. You know, um, it's uh, once you, once you're a racer, you know you you see things differently. You know, it's 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 hard to put into words what that feeling is, what that drive is. You know, it just it's so competitive in nature. And I, I've come all the way up through the ranks, Division Five, Four, Three, Two, One, where I'm at now. And I, I, I've, I've had opportunities come for the the Truck Series, for the Xfinity Series. It takes a lot of funding. Um, the the funding aspect of the sport. You want to be good at baseball? You grab a bat and some cleats, and you put in the time and effort. You're there. You're talking about millions of dollars to get to those points per week. Uh, for some of these races that you see on TV. And that's that's where I feel like, for me, it loses its luster. It becomes more the business of racing right. versus the passion of racing. And when you go to some of these tracks that I race at, which are these regional NASCAR All-American All -American Series races, you see the guys that are working the full-time jobs, that are dads, that have got family but have commitments, and they're finding a way to get to the track that's the that's the pulse. That's the heartbeat of racing in America. Are those tracks in Idaho, North Dakota, North Carolina, Florida, Alaska? There's guys and girls all over the place giving it their all to get to the track and do what they love to do. Not that there's not passion in the Cup Series and the Xfinity Series and the Truck Series, but it's it's there's a disconnect sometimes between the drivers and the crews and what goes on to make the car get to the track. And I think that's what I love so much about the regional series is that it allows me to still be present all week. I'm not on a plane going to Pocono for the weekend, leaving on Wednesday, coming home on Sunday. Yeah. I'm home. When I go to the racetrack, we leave on Friday, you know, or we leave Saturday and we're home Sunday enough for dinner to hang out with the family. So that's what I really, really enjoy and, and feel that the regional series embodies. But you know, that phone rings <laughs> and everything and everything yeah. comes together and two plus two is four. You know, got me in. That's like, 
my, my situation, too. So I, I don't know if you know. Well, you might know. You've watched all the episodes. I've worked in radio for yep. more than half my life. And uh, if the Howard Stern Show <laughs> Baba calls up, uh, see you, Nick. <laughs> but the likelihood of that happening is not going to, you know, not too likely at, at this point in stage in the career. But yeah, you know, you got to, got to take those opportunities when you can. What is yep. the greatest thing about being a dad in Brian Obajenski's life? The greatest thing about being the dad. I said your last name right too. Is when I have been at work for 10 hours. It's 100 degrees. I'm tired. I've got my ride home. I listen to podcasts, dadcasts, and I feel like I've got nothing left, and I know I've got to get a car ready for racing this weekend, and I've got to mow the lawn, and I'm feeling stressed, but I open that front door, and those two kids come running down the hallway. Daddy's up! That's you can't You can't put that in a box. You can't buy that. You can't obtain that any other way. You know, that's... Those are your kids. They've waited all afternoon to see you like that. Every day recharges my batteries to do it all over again, you know, provide for the family and be the best dad I can. It, it's that moment, you know, they just, that, I hear the, come running down the hallway. <laughs> Amazing how you get that second burst of energy too. When that happens, you're like, oh my gosh, I, I can go again. Oh, it's, it's just heavy, man. It's, yeah. it's, it's such a cool feeling. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, you haven't hit the part where they hate you yet. So, <laughs> yeah. it's it's, uh, it's an unjustified hate too. But you know, just ask Nick; yeah. it's going to happen. <laughs> Nick, you know, it doesn't happen to everyone. And I may be really, really over exaggerating that that statement, yeah, but yeah. it 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 gets. It's a roller coaster, man, for sure. And I wouldn't yeah. say it's even a hate, though. I say it's more of a. Confused. It's, it's like it's I like mentioned. I, I remember it. I remember being young. There's a there's a misunderstanding at yeah. some point that happens. It's a misunderstanding. Um, my dad, my mom, love him to death, you know. But there was a point somewhere in my 13, 14 year on Earth where all I knew was my guitar, and all I wanted to do was play ACDC as loud as I could and. No one understood that, you know, yeah. they, they knew what I was doing and I knew what I was doing, but there was just that gap in years where it didn't work. And then all of a sudden everyone wakes up one day and everything clicked and it was like, dang, I love you. Thank you for everything. And everything gels. So I'm hoping we get through that transition pretty quick. In, right. In my scenario. See, or like I'm going on three years of that transition now. The three year transition. Uh, yeah. That's a good band know. name right there, Nick. Three-year transition. Right. Opening up for Talica or something. <laughs> Metalcore band out of Oregon. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Featuring my angsty teen daughter who hates Speak, everybody. What is the deal with all these cores? There's Metalcore. There's Deathcore. There's Blackcore. There's there's actually... I just learned about Christcore the other day. Oh, is that is that Christian <laughs> metal? Christian Screamo. Oh. Right? oh, yeah. I was like, that's, wow, that's a new it's term. Like an angrier Creed. <laughs> right. but, How can you we, get much more angrier than Creed? Right? Yeah. I mean, he's in his own prison. Come on. <laughs> Where's my button? 
Somebody had to come up with a really bad dad joke. That was pretty much, pretty much. Oh, I think I think Creed himself is just angry if you're listening to it. You know, you you got you, you know. We don't need to get to the Nickelback talk either, Nick. <laughs> yeah, my lady made a heck of a point. You know, it actually knows my brother. We were driving along yesterday the other day, and Nickelback comes on. He turns it up, and I. I do one of those numbers because I just have to, you know, it's right of passage. And he's like, hey, man, for such a band that gets so much hate, how come they sold so many albums and made so much money? I'm like, mom, secretly, everybody. (laughs) Come on. Everybody wants to go to Walmart, get some axe and some douchebag jeans and listen to Nickelback. Like I said, uh, off I the rails. Never had that, but I mean, if anyone did, I'm not, I'm not I've had acts back in the day, but I've quit that for gosh, 15, 16 years now. There was like a yeah, six month period. This morning. Yeah, I know you stoned like it the other day. Twice. I'm going to step two <laughs> steps back here uh, and finish the point about the hate in the kids as they get older. I, uh, why is it that we and you know your parents, my parents, his parents. Parents down the line, how come we haven't figured that out yet? The misconnection communication, because as you said, we we were there. We grew up yeah. as teenagers and did it, and now we are the parents, and they're going through it. You'd think somewhere down the line, this path, the same pattern of stuff would have been figured out by now, and I think it's just you forget, you know, or you not necessarily forget, but you put it in the back of your mind, and you don't bring it back forward enough as dads, as parents, even as moms, you know, when it comes to that angsty teenager, uh, yeah. that's, I, I just, you know, it, I think more attention needs to be paid. And if done right, that stress, that hate can be alleviated a little bit until yeah. that moment when they wake up, like you mentioned happens and everything is peachy keen. That's right. That's right. Yeah. There's, there's gotta be a way. There's gotta be a way. Let's make that our mission. Let's get that word out. That's there. what Dadcast is about. We are trying. <laughs> I saw, we went to Brookings uh, over the weekend, Nick. Uh, Brookings is a beach on the coast of Oregon. Um, okay. so it's part of the extended birthday weekend for the daughter. And, of course, I met a guy, and he asks what I do for a living. And it for the first time, Nick, it transitioned. You'll be proud of me for this one. You're going to love this. Yeah. For the first time in the history of the life of J.P. Pierce, the first thing I said I did instead of working in radio, owning a radio station, blah, 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 was I got a, I got a podcast. Hmm. First time I've said that is my, my go-to, dude. So, anywho. So, the guy, uh, the guy I told you he would be. Um, guys, we started talking, and, you know, obviously the, what the podcast was about. And he's like, yeah, I've got a couple of me-nagers as well. me Wow. That's a hashtag. Right? That's like. Right on point. Mean and then, so let me ask you: What did you hear when I said that? Was it mean, ager, or was yes. it me, nager? I heard mean because that's yeah. what fit with me and my situation. But mm-hmm. I told I didn't. I didn't tell my lady about it. And a couple hours later, we're having dinner, and perfect scenario happened the, the the teenager was doing something and she walked by and under my breath and my lady's on my arm and i said there goes the meanager and she looks at me and she's like that's perfect she's such a me major i'm like did you hear mean or me so i went mean she went me and it's like a dual 
It's a dual hashtag, multi, man. Multi meaning. Yeah. But but it, right? Is it not head on head on nail? Perfect scenario. Yeah, that's that's perfect. Right, that's right up the alley, right there. For Buckle sure. up, Brian. It's coming. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> Well, well, we'll revisit this. Hopefully this podcast will be like on season 30 by then. And uh, we'll bring it back. You're going to have a little gray hair in there. And, and don't yeah, don't get me wrong, Nick. Look, look, it's fresh. Can you tell? Can you tell the beard? I, just, just let it this go. beard is pretty much white for the record on, an, on, on any given day. And I, I, I just fermented again the other day and it's looking fantastic. I look 10 nice, years younger. Nice touch. Nice touch. I told you. Yeah, I'm, going with the, I'm going with the George Clooney, the, the distinguished beard. When this matches this, I will stop dying this, okay? But okay. the beautiful yeah. red just wants to stick around for a while, so. Yeah. Like, Wait till the rest of your kids are teenagers or meanagers. It happens a lot like, faster. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, pretty much. And and my little eight year old, three years, my sassy, mm-hmm. that little sassy frass. I am scared to death of what fourteen to sixteen looks like with that one, because she's <laughs> she's seen older sister, and uh, uh, she, she has she has big shoes to fill. Yeah, well, well, hopefully she doesn't apply said things and sees what happens. It goes. I'm going to take a different path than that because boy, <laughs> does mom and dad get mad at her sometimes. I don't want that. And I hate getting mad. It's just the worst, yeah. man. It brings it down. It sucks. I hate, and that suck at all. No one wins. You know, no, no, one, wins. no one does. But you know, it happens. And even if it's, it does. you got to pick your battles. Pick the battles. That's what. That's some good advice too that I've learned. Pick the battles. If yeah. it's, you know, don't worry about the trash list on the floor for the eight hundred and seventy thousandth time. Yeah, that's not a big deal. But you know, if you snuck out the middle of the night and broke the screen off the window and you had to replace that. Well, it's not the screen that's the issue, but that's what I'm going to make it talk, as yeah. so we can. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Time for the talk. What, no has, more of that. what has been the, if there even is one, the scariest, aside from the allergy, overall experience that you have as a dad? So I said, best thing. What's the worst thing? Because there is. You know, I, I hate leaving them when I do have to go leave for racing. I, I hate, and my wife too, I just hate leaving them because it's, uh, you know, does it, is, is, is the, is the traveling and the racing, is it really that important that I have to miss time that I can't get back? You know, and again, that's that crossroads I was talking about where, yeah, I want to be, you know, I'm, I know this big race is coming up and like, there's one at the end of the, the end of September and it's probably going to end up being like a four day event at Martinsville Speedway. And like, I gotta be gone for four days. I hate doing that. Or when we go to SEMA, that's usually a week. We go to um, performance racing industry trade show in Indianapolis. That's a week. So you add up all these couple days here, week here, week here. You get to the end of the year, it's like a month. I missed a month. Like, yeah. You can't get that back. And that's what I'm. That's what I'm afraid of. Is just missing out on time that I know I'm not gonna get back. I'm not getting any younger. You know, the old adage as it goes. You know, you can't make up for lost time. So that's probably the scariest thing is the amount of time that I'm missing. Cause I feel like every time I turn back around and look at them, they're another foot taller and they're another year older. And I'm like, how did that happen? You know, creeping up on 40, what are, you know, what's going on? So, you know, that's, that's probably the scariest thing, honestly. 
I say bring him with you if you can as often as possible. We do. We do. Yeah. It's been tough. The, the the COVID restrictions that NASCAR has gone through, very skeleton crew that you're allowed to have. But now that everything's kind of opening back up, we can get him back to the track. Little man really hasn't been to, to many races where my daughter in her early years, like it was nothing for her to be hanging out in the pits, playing whatever, because right. she just knew she was at the racetrack. Like until last year, this is funny, until like last year, my daughter thought that every dad had a race car in their garage. <laughs> like that every dad right. is just a race car driver, you know? So like she, she's talking to one of her friends at school and she's like, you know, what does your daddy's race car look like? And the kid's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so he had to explain to her, no, not everyone's, you know, some dads go fishing and some dads do this, but this is what our dad does, you know? But it's, yeah. uh, it's the little things that make you laugh. My well, daughter said the same thing. She stayed the night at her friend house and she's like, wait, you don't have ding dongs. Right. <laughs> That's a fat joke, Nick. Come on. Get up with it. <laughs> there it is. He got it. He got it. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> there was, back to delay. There was a slight delay. Oh, right? it's yeah, the pregnant Zoom pause. That, that's what that's what yeah, happened right there. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> when uh when are you I'm curious, when are you uh, it, when you hit the trade show in Vegas? What what time of year is that usually? Uh it's generally and that's an man. You, you, that gold that you were talking about, that missing time thing. For the first three or four years of Ella's life, I was never around for Halloween because it falls right on Halloween. Okay. Um, I'm usually traveling on Halloween, and then the first day of November is when the show opens, and I usually have obligations the first three days, and then I usually hang around a day or so. Last last time I went, I took my wife, and we stayed like an extra two days. She had never been. So, you know, I kind of gave her the, you know, the walking around at night, wine and diner and, you know, really enjoy the time with her because she usually doesn't go. But it's usually that November time. What do you say, man, this year, Nick? Yeah, I'm in. Let's do it. But we bring we bring the entire family. I know. I know what happened last time he brought. But you brought (laughs) a single baby. If you bring mom and maybe another sibling or two, you can, you know, older brother or sister can hang out with Liam. If we had like a teenager to hang out. For a few hours right. at night, that would have been easier. But and then, and then we take the Brian around the strip was we, like scary. Yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> we take we take Brian and the wife to uh to the barbershop. Barbershop. Yeah, we take him to right. WS Customs because I guarantee the photo op that that's right up his alley. Yeah, I mean you maybe do another. We'll do another podcast at WS Customs with Brian and Ben hey, and Brian. That'll work. That'll you win. Work. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna book that. I'm not even kidding. Oh, we'll bring Brian Lindsay out too. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> and we'll rehash right. it. And you know, right. let's do it from the inside of a shell of a car they're working person on for that terrible text message. <laughs> <laughs> also before we're getting close to the end of our time, Brian, um, but gotcha. we're not, we're not that close. We're not close enough. It's not important. I'm wasting time right now. See, we are doing, and I know it's last minute, but uh, you still fall into the category uh, and the time frames of when we can do this. Are you, what time is that on the 17th, Nick? Um, I have 7 p.m. right now. Are you available for 20, 30 minutes, June 17th at 7 p.m. Pacific time? So four o'clock for you. What? Give me a day of the week. June 17th is? It's a Thursday. It's the Thursday before Father's Day. So actually, no, it's 10 p.m. Your time. So it'd be 10, 10, because I'm on the other side of the universe. Right. We're 7, 7 p.m. Yeah. Pacific. So 10 o'clock your time. Come in, man. I'm there. So what we're cool. doing is I am getting as many of our previous guests over the past year um, on for a recorded 
Father's Day episode of DadCast. That's cool. And obviously, it's not going to be on Father's Day. We're going to record it prior, and I'm going to release it on Father's Day. And we have a yeah, few yeah. surprises involved um, as far as music talents and debuts of songs from certain bands. Wink, wink. Cool. And anyway, no, it's man. just... It's going to be like, you know, 35 to, you know, 10 to 35 squares on that Zoom. Squares of us. And the chaos. I point up with people like the Brady Bunch. Right, yes. <laughs> For my case, Nick is right there. You know, there's there yeah. Nick. Yeah. Hi, Nick. Right, hey, right there. Up? And then there's, there, I, oh, man, it's all backwards. But uh, that should be a fun, chaotic event. And, you know, basically, we're Absolutely. just going to say hi to each other. Wish everyone happy Father's Day. Wish all the fathers that deserve it out there in the world. Um, nice. And even the ones that don't deserve it, maybe that'll help them to turn their life around and be good dads. I'm, I'm in on that, man. I'll, I'll bring the beer for that. Yes. Ooh, <laughs> Nick. See, even more reason why we should be at Anchor Valley Wine. We're, we're sponsored by a brewery. The race car is sponsored nice. by a huge brewery. So Sweet. We're hoping to get sponsored by a brewery as well. <laughs> I, it's the we're working on Boneyard in the Beer. world. Yeah. I just want to be sponsored by Wall Street, man. We're good. <laughs> now you, can. you know, Fort Knox. Thanks for uh, sponsoring Dadcast. Here's a here's a gold bar. There you go. <laughs> All right, man. So this, I, I, I'm I, without telling Nick my plans. I've uh, I'm going to institute a brand new segment on Dadcast for at least every time Ooh. I remember it, and that segment. Has not have a name yet, but it's basically the guest gets to ask us questions. So anything that's on your mind, whether it be fatherly advice or what I had for breakfast and everything in between, you got a couple of minutes to ask Nick and I some questions. If you have any, this is good. I I can get down with this. I like this. All right. We're going to start. And this is for both of you. Favorite go-to dad dish for dinner. You can't say pizza or Chinese takeout. Go. Oh, hot dogs, easy. <laughs> okay. Does Panda Express count as Chinese takeout? Oh, so good, man. You okay, gotta, because honestly, it's not my go-to. It's just my little, my eight. It, she's, it's her absolute. She is crazy, like baddie for orange chicken. So, okay. yeah, but right. at, when it's at home, are uh, you ready? Mm-hmm. It may sound like difficult, but I've perfected it after taking many trips to South Florida my go-to fish tacos. I need to come try Ooh. your fish tacos. Mahi uh, mahi fish tacos. Authentic. Authentic. No? Like as good, if not better, than anything you get in South Florida. Mm. I perfected nice. them. Yes, Nick, you have to have them. Okay. Next question. Okay. Next. All right. Again, for both of you. If you had your children and they had to pick up and enjoy and make you happy that they love three of your top three, three, all three of your top three favorite bands, which are hard to pick on the fly. Your kids fall in love with them. Which ones are they? Oh, easy. Dashboard Confessional, Blink-182. Oof. That's a, the last one's a tough one. Um, God. I'm going to go with actually right now, um, all-time low. Those guys right. are killing it. There you go. Yeah. Iron Maiden, Led Zeppelin, Johnny Cash. He was ready. He knew the question. <laughs> I got classic rock. I got your early 80s metal and Johnny Friggin Good Cash. Mix. Good mix. Which spawns into other. That's a great question. Got any more? Come on. This is fun. Okay. Favorite muscle car since you brought it up. 
Ooh, God. It, it's changed right now. And I hate so cliche, but 67 Shelby GT 350. Eleanor. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm going to have to go with the same one. That's same one. Pansy. Okay. But before it was, I mean, I was a Mustang guy growing up for the most part. And then, it, like I said earlier in the show, then it was just anything with power and made you go fast. I really liked. But, man, I, when I was in high school, I graduated in 1993. My dream car was a 1993 Mustang Cobra, GT Cobra, man. The Fox body style. You could easy to work on. It's so easy to build. And that was that was my favorite for a while. And I know that's random, but... You know, you, you want to hear something? You more go back, random? Roadrunners, uh, the '69 Roadrunners. Oh, there's a whole bunch there. There's My the dream car was a Gremlin. A Gremlin. <laughs> yeah, I was a Wayne's World fan. So I was going to say someone's been watching way too much Wayne's World. <laughs> Licorice dispenser. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's wow. not a muscle car though. He said favorite muscle car. Yeah, nothing it, really it muscle. About the there's nothing muscle and at it, all about it. You know what's <laughs> it, a forearm, a muscle. <laughs> so. I got my Tesla, and in, in the Tesla community, they call it the Tesla grin. When you punch it, and it's, mm-hmm. I've renamed it the Avery Giggle. My daughter's name is Avery. Yep. I put her in that thing, and it's the giggles that come out when I punch it. It's, it's the greatest thing ever, and it happens every single time I do it. Just <laughs> I'm sure I giggled and grabbed your thigh when you were taking me in it. He does. You know, every attempt you get to touch me, Nick, I know we got to, we got to work on that, man. Oh, JP, stop it. <laughs> my daughter, my daughter says, dad, I want you to drive me as fa-. we're going to the grocery store. Dad, I want you to drive me as fast as you go in your race car. All right, honey, here we go. Doing 44. Right. She's like, Wee! <laughs> <laughs> she thinks we're just hauling the mail down the road. That, that's yeah. That I went a little faster than that. Sorry, mom, but it was safe. Oh, Safest yeah. car on the planet right there. Um, that's all right. Safe. I'm safe. It's it's difficult for me to even still understand how fast these freaking cars are. I mean, there is there's no one. There's if someone takes me off the line, I look at them and I laugh in my head and I say, I'll allow it. You know, yeah. because there's I don't care what it is, unless it's a five hundred thousand dollar souped up McLaren sitting next to me, which ain't gonna happen and where you're from. No one, no one you don't you got no chance, and I don't even have the fast one. No chance. Yeah. And I love that. Now, granted, if we go a little faster than a quarter mile, then that brand new C8 might do its thing, but <laughs> not off the line. Not happening. That's what's so, so much fun. Brian Obajensky, you got one more question for both of us. Or we're going to ask you the same. Yes, three bands, go, that your kids have to listen to. Right now? Oh, wow, it's a question for you guys. Um, well, they do. They love, they love 311. They got um, grassroots for your money. They 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 know what's going on. I'm a huge Deftones fan. Big yes. big Chino Moreno fan. We're getting Chino and, on uh, apparently. Nick said so. That's oh yeah, boy. very nice. Um, so big big Deftones fan. And the last one, gosh, it'd probably have to be a toss up. I'm gonna have to go like super. Uh, I'm gonna give you a four. I'm gonna give you four. I'm gonna be that guy. We're gonna go with the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but because of John Frusciante. Okay. And we're also going to go with Motorhead because there's no one better than Lemmy. God, rest in peace. I wish I had a shot of whiskey right now just for that, for that moment. Absolutely. All right. And, and I've got one final question for you. Yeah. Completely dad, undad related. Okay. What is the one thing 
that you, when you leave your house, cannot leave without, and it can't be your phone. Wow. Well, I mean, a wallet is is a terrible answer because everyone's <laughs> got to have the wallet. It's a valid phone. answer, but I'm gonna have to. I, and and gla- I can't say glasses because I can't see if I don't have them. But I'm a big watch guy. I'm, yeah, I'm a, I, I gotta have. I got to have my watches on when I leave, you know, it's kind of just the, just the old school thing about me. I like wearing watches. So Good answer. Not the, not the, not an Apple watch, not a digital watch. Just They're a watch. Yeah. I, I'm going to share an answer with you that after I, I tell this to you, you're going to do what I did when I first heard it, because I've uh-huh. had, the reason I asked that question is I've done so many interviews when it comes with like musicians and stuff on the radio. And that was one of my go-to fun questions that rarely gets asked. Yeah, and, it was asked of me, and I gave you know your typical response. I think at the time it was the phone, and I decided you can't do that. Everyone has a phone now. Yeah, um, everyone's gonna say the phone. Man. George Thorogood gave the best answer to the history of that question, and you're gonna go. You ready? What's one thing you can't leave the house for before leaving the day? Kissing his wife. Right. And she's gonna watch this. <laughs> but I did the same thing. It's like, oh, I was thinking material. It's right. a, it can like be we all anything. Suck as husbands, right now. Right. <laughs> Gosh. Well, there you have it. When I leave, so we'll just we'll put it. In. Well, I I do, honey. <laughs> it's a good thing we can cut that whole. Last Is she home right now? We could just get it out of the way. <laughs> Because That's you know, one, you're gonna forget Old it, door. right? You're gonna forget about this one, and then I think this actually episode is gonna air in August, so you're gonna forget, and then it's gonna come back at you and bite you right in the hiney. So, no, if we want to make this the, the clip, the promo <laughs> clip, it'll just it'll be a on like boosted Facebook post all yeah. over the place. Yeah. There's, there's gonna be this, every five seconds. I have a sneaky suspicion there's gonna be a couple good clips coming out of this one. He is Mr. Brian Obajenski, NASCAR champ in Division 4 and Division 2. He's an amazing father. On behalf of myself, JP, and Mr. Nick Martin, I want to thank you so very much for taking the time out of your day to come on DadCast, man. It's been a fun. Absolutely. Been looking forward to it. Keep up the great work, all right? Absolutely. As long as Nick keeps sitting there and not talking much, we're going to do just fine. <laughs> ah, I'm kidding. Come on. Come on, man. Come on. All right. And you got anything, Nick? I got nothing. I, I don't talk a lot, remember? <laughs> I told him he doesn't talk a lot. Then I gave He's him out, the opportunity to fix great. that. And I still get nothing. But I love him. All right, Brian, thank you so much for coming on. Stick around for a second once we say goodbye. Uh, everyone else, thank you so much for listening to DadCast. Thank you for watching. We will see all of you. Next week, see it.